Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show. Picks and parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter. It's at Nick Gieber. Well, today, it's November 22nd. It's a Friday, and it is, of course, the much-anticipated Albanian Alphabet Day today. So I'd like to wish everybody, all of our listeners, a very happy Albanian Alphabet Day today. We have a big show today. I say that every day, by the way, because we have a big show every day. Today, Chip Chicken Dinner Chirimbus will be joining us. We'll be talking a little college football. Duke at Wake Forest, Texas at Baylor, Memphis at South Florida. And then we're going to move right along to Tony L. Tigre Tellers. We're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to do some NBA. We're going to do some college basketball. We're going to put in a little Monday night football in there for you because we know that's what you want. And we're going to top it all off. Our final segment, the much-anticipated, critically acclaimed NFL rapid-fire segment with Craig El Huapo Trap and Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs. We'll be breaking down well, pretty much all but about four NFL games that we have. So if you like the NFL and you want to get some pointers, you definitely want to stay tuned. By the way, facebook.com forward slash picks Twitter, it's Picks Parlays. I'm at Nick Gieber. Find us on YouTube. Just search Picks and Parlays. If you want to participate in the show, all you have to do, go to any one of our social media outlets, put in a comment, and we'll see it here in studio. We'll put it up on the screen, and we'll do our best to include you in the content of the show and mention your comment. I will read it out, provided it's not too rude. Uh, actually, you know what? Today, in, in, in celebration of Happy Albanian Alphabet Day, uh, I'm going to let you just put whatever you want on there, okay? We're going to take the rudeless limiter off for today, okay? Obviously, I won't read out any of the forbidden words on the air, or I will have the programming directors at Sports Byline yelling at me. Uh, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. This is uh, Picks and Parlays, and you can find us on the net, picksandparlays.net. We've got loads of free picks. We've got some of the best handicappers in the business. We're going to bring some of them to you today. So stay tuned. We're going to give you everything you need to make intelligent betting decisions. Up next, college football with Chip Chirimbus. And we welcome you back to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, unsurprisingly. It's at Nick Gieber. I like to make it easy for you because I know everybody's so focused, singularly focused on these great free picks we're giving you for your sports betting that no one has the time. So I want to make it easy for you. Twitter, at Nick Gieber. Even easier, the website, picksandparlays.net. That's where we have loads of free picks and expert picks for you as well. All right. I promised you some college football. Uh, Being that I'm a man of my word, (laughs) who better to do some college football with? Then our very own star and expert handicapper, chicken dinner himself, Mr. Chip Chirimbus. Chip, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. And I hope we get to put some turkey on the table this week. Yeah, we may have to change you to turkey dinner, but, you know. But turkey has such a negative connotation. Well, you know, Chip, it would be good for you because the old tryptophan in turkey does tend to put one to sleep. And uh, (laughs) hopefully not permanently. All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, well, we've uh, curated three magnificently wonderful college football games to talk about for oh, yeah. your betting pleasure. Why don't we start with the Duke Blue Devils at Wake Forest? Duke, four and six, uh, three, five and two against the spread. They were routed by Syracuse. You know, this is a big score, 49 to six last week, which made it four losses in a row for them, which is right. uh, unacceptable. They're one and four against the spread in the last five. Wake Forest, seven and three, four and five and one against the spread. Currently on a two game losing streak. Kind of tail of two losers here. Yeah. Uh, they lost 52 to three to Clemson. They also got tonked. They're four and one against the spread in the last five. Uh, I got Wake Forest minus six and a half with a total of fifty-four and a half. What say you? Chicken I, I, dinner. I anticipate that number is going to rise because of Duke's performance so far. I mean, uh, talk about Devils. I mean, this team lost thirty-eight right. to seven to Notre Dame two weeks ago and comes right. back against a very, very weak Syracuse team. A Syracuse team that gave up um, sixty-five points to Boston College and gave up four hundred ninety-one yards rushing, and they get beat forty-seven to. 49 to 6. The thing is about this is that this is an ACC matchup, and Duke is 6 and 2 in the last eight meetings against Wake Forest. You know, Nick, Nick Wake Forest opened the season um, 7 and 1, and they, they were ranked a little higher. Now they're, they're 19th. They dropped a little bit. Um, they have a quarterback named Jamie Newman, and he, he has thrown for six interceptions in the last four games. And um, it's really one of the reasons Wake Forest has struggled. So well, much. I mean, uh, uh, Jamie Newman's what? Uh, two thousand three hundred thirty-eight yards thrown, twenty-two touchdowns, and nine interceptions. I mean, that is just not going to get you where you right. need to go. Right, and the, the interceptions, interceptions have come, come in the last. Those nine interceptions came in the last seven games. Right. The first couple of games he didn't have any. This is the three hundredth. Excuse me, um, three hundredth game at BBT Field in Winston Salem. The stadium opened in nineteen sixty-eight, and now you know why Wake Forest doesn't ever compete on a major level. I mean, this, they're playing on a field, Nick, that's over 50 years old, and they haven't upgraded at all. So where are you going to get the recruits? Are you going to bring them down to Winston-Salem to play? Or well, are they, they going to do go, like USC? They could, I, just, uh, right? they, could, they could just offer them, take, so, take bribes. So what I'm saying is that this Wake Forest team, which is 7-3, and three, has done a great job with that. But I don't see this university ever competing on a, on a big-time yeah. level. And that was my point. Um, I think Duke, who's lost four in a row, like you mentioned, and four in a row to the points, is really in a point where... They're going to have to scrape and put things together. I think there may be a little, um, the Demon Deacons here have fallen a bit, and their confidence level may be a little bit lower. That's why that line might be six and a half, Nick, after winning yeah. seven of the first You eight. might want to say they're not quite as demonic. Well, you could say it. You already have. <laughs> right. Okay, so what line did you have on this one, finally? Um, let's, well, let's, it, let's close you this gave me six and a half. I thought it was around seven. I Go anticipate ahead. it being seven by game time because I don't see many backers coming with the Blue Devils here, um, even if they were wearing a, a dress. But Duke just doesn't get it done. All right, well, we've got a couple other choices of some couple other games we're looking at. Uh, let's do Memphis at South Florida next. All right. Shall this, we? Number 18, let, Memphis, mm -hmm. and nine and one, six and three against the spread. Uh, they are number one in the ACC, Mr. Cherimbus. AAC. Uh, pardon me, AAC, excuse yes. me. I, I, will, I will get that, absolutely. Yep. AAC West, I believe, as well, right? right? Well, <laughs> and, and they're on a four-game winning streak, uh, beating Houston 45-27 to 27 last week. Top 10 in college football for scoring and yards per play. Pretty good stuff. Great offense. Total has gone over in five of the last six road games. South Florida, on the other hand, four and six, six and four against the spread. They lost last week to Cincinnati. Close game, though, 20 to 17. Right. Uh, they're just two and four at home and two and four in conference play. Two and six straight up in the last eight at home. The numbers on this one, Chip, Memphis minus 14 and a half with a total of 59 and a half. 
You know, um, South Florida is not the team that we've seen in the past. They've always been very, very competitive. Though they are 6-4 and four against the points, they've only won four of their ten games outright. They do hold an edge against Memphis, surprisingly enough. They've, they've beaten them 12 of the last 18 times against the points that they played. But South Florida needs to win out to have a shot at going to a bowl game. I don't think it's going to happen. They're a 14-point underdog here. You know, this Memphis, like you said, Nick, they're 9-1 and one on the season, 7-3 and three against the points. It was a very profitable but a high-scoring team. Um, they are 3-1-1 one one in the last five at, Florida, at South Florida, despite the um, edge that the Bulls have in this series. Um, the favorite in this, in this matchup is 4-1-1. One one, but Memphis, like you said, has gone over seven straight. They're 10-1 and one to the over in the conference. And Brandy White, their quarterback, who threw five touchdown passes last week against Houston, has 28 TDs and only five INTs on the year. Uh, South Florida, when they're playing a better team, Nick, has gone over the total 17 of 25 times when they're playing a team with a, with a winning record. So um, I think both these teams are looking to, to fire it up offensively, and I, I don't see how South Florida can cover the 14. So if I had to play it, I would play South Florida and Memphis to go over the total. Okay, so we're going to take the over 59 and a half. Right. All right. Uh, next up, <clears throat> something Great. in my throat, Texas Longhorns at Baylor. Well, it's better than that frog because the horn frog certainly went no, down absolutely. last week with TCU. We're not too happy with their response. <laughs> That's a big, uh, <laughs> nice. I, I like it, by the way. Uh, Texas, 6-4, and 5-5 uh, five and five against the spread, coming off a 23-21 loss to Iowa State. And they lost in a last-second field goal. Look, problem for te Texas is pass defense is uh, really... Not, not where it needs to be. For Baylor, 9-1, and 6-4 and four against the spread. They came back two weeks ago in this TCU. Then they got a bit of their own medicine right, right. back at them when they lost 34-31 to Oklahoma. Um, also to a last-minute field goal. So I well, guess... You know, you get it both I, ways, I don't know right? how I don't know how Baylor's going to respond to this. They blew. They had a 28-3 yeah. lead against Oklahoma. And they would have been 10-0 and 0, sitting on the perch. But now... They need to win one of their final two games. They have Kansas next week in order to get in the Big 12 championship game. I don't think they have really aspirations of being one of the final four teams. Um, quarterback Charlie Brewer has really led a, a balanced attack, Nick. Um, he's 18 touchdown passes and only five interceptions. And 18 may be that, not all that impressive when you play 10 games. Mm -hmm. But he's got nine touchdowns rushing as well. So he's counted yeah. for 27 touchdowns, and, and that has to do with Baylor's um, balance, which uh, has been absolutely um, the, I guess, the, the crux of why they've won so, so many games this season. But, you know, in conference play, it gets a little bit different. These high-scoring games turn into lower-scoring games. They're 8-3 and three in their last 11 in the conference. And in the last six meetings between Texas and Baylor, all six have gone under the total. Texas, Nick, is 14-4 and four the last 18 times to the under when they played on grass. Uh, they are 7-3 and three against the points the last 10 trips to Baylor. But um, with these two teams and the number being so high at 59.5, I think Baylor may have lost their edge losing that game mm -hmm. last week. And I don't know if they're going to be as efficient this week. Um, Sam Elginger? I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name for the Texas uh, Longhorns. Sam Ellinger. Ellinger, right. He's got 27 TDs and only eight INTs, showing dramatic improvement since last season. But I can see these two teams staying under the total. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I saw this stat here. The under has cashed in 14 of the Longhorns' last 18 right. played on grass. Right. There's something about playing on grass that they're just not scoring as much. Well, you know, you're much slower. Your reaction yeah. time is much slower when you're well, on you're grass. You're smelling the flowers, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean you know, I don't get it. It's All right. really something on the college campuses they 
they ought to deal with. Yeah, all right, Chipper, let's talk about this, Mr. Chicken Dinner. Yeah. Uh, the site, picksandparlays.net, your expert picks. What's on there right now, by the way, okay. I want to point out. Right. We have a special. What's yep. the promo code? The promo code is? Score. Score. That's right. 15% off everything on the site, including this man, well, you know, Chip Chicken Dinner Churimbus. Last night I had one NBA play and... New Orleans, as an underdog, wins outright for me. And tonight, I have a three-pack of three NBA best bet winners, guaranteed to turn a profit, or you won't be charged. Or get Unless you're involved in that monthly package where you get the 15%, and then you don't have to handicap the handicapper, Nick, and you sit and you get our best bets in each sport every day, which is the best value out there. Instead of having to pay $39 for this one and $29 for this one, it's one price for the entire month, and you sit there and collect in every sport. All right, you heard it. Promo code SCORE for 15% off at picksandparlays.net. Uh, Chip Chirimbus, thank you so much. Thank Always you, a Nick. pleasure. We'll be right back with loads more here at Picks and Parlays. Don't go anywhere. Okay, you're back with us here on Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. By the way, if you're watching us, or if you're not just listening to us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, if you're watching our live video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, if you're watching us on YouTube and you like what you hear and see, and you certainly should. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to turn on the notifications. You can see it, it's a little bell icon. So that every time we post a new video, you will be notified. All right. I'm your host, Nick Eber. I'm joined this segment by our very own extra special, Tony L. Tigre Tellez. We're going to cover three different sports, three games. Let's hear you roar, Tony. Shall we start with Monday Night Football? Yes, looking forward to Monday Night Football, Ravens and the Rams. Of course, LA Coliseum hosting this, uh, this game. And, of course, uh, the Lions, we have the Ravens here laying three, total 46 and a half. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think uh, Nick's going to be a difficult defense to defend here for Rams defense uh, because they haven't seen a player of his magnitude uh, throw the football and run as effectively as he does. Well, I mean, the Ravens' running game is going to run into the Rams' defense. Uh, only the Jets have allowed fewer yards per carry than the Rams, though. Yeah, that is true. And um, the thing is, I'm, I'm still going to go ahead and go with the Ravens here at minus three. The total sits at 46 and a half. And the uh, Ravens that we talked about, really good form right now over their past three games. They are averaging 414 yards and 42 points a game. And they're running the football for 6.1 6 yards a carry. It, you know, Lamar has been uh, accurate at 76% uh, passing. But, the, you know, the L.A. offense, I have to downgrade them from last season. They're just not getting the run productions, just 3.7 yards a carry at home. And, uh, yeah. you know, Jared Goff, you know, unless he's supported by a really, really good running game, uh, we're seeing the real Jared Goff here. He, he, he's just probably an average to below average quarterback unless he has a run game going for him. And you put a little pressure on him. And he has any struggles. And I think this, the Ravens defense, they know that. Yeah. They've seen him on film. I think they'll be able to, to bring some pressure on him. Yeah, Jared Goff is not showing any, really, any of last year's form, really, is he? I mean, it's been a, a pretty big disappointment. Yeah, the thing is that he takes a long time in making decisions. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Mark Sanchez, where he just kind of takes a long time getting the ball out. He's is, is a very, you know, his reading ability. He's not a speed reader. What I mean by that, he can't, he cannot really look at the opposing defenses and make really quick decisions with the, and it, and it, and it costs him. He's going to get hit. He takes, you know, he's hit as a throw. He's going to take sacks, and you know, the Ravens here. They're on a six-game winning streak. They've won four straight. One thing to note with this Ravens team, they went into Seattle and they won. You know, and these when you when you play these out of conference opponents, you only see them like once every four seasons. And the Rams, they have not seen this quarterback. And I think this is I think this is a big benefit here for Baltimore that the Rams have not faced Lamar Jackson. 
All right, so the Ravens are 5-4-1 against the spread. They're 6-0 straight up. The Rams 7-3 against the spread. Uh, you're taking what? The points? Uh, or, what, what are you taking on this? I'm going to go ahead and lay the points here with Baltimore minus three. I've just yeah. not been happy with the Rams offense against Pittsburgh, 360 yards, 283 against Chicago, just 14 points per game here. I like the Ravens here minus three. And uh, you think this is going to go under? Yeah, that's a good question there. I was kind of looking at this total here. And, um, you know, the only thing that worries me here about the total here is if the Ravens force, force turnovers, you know, and because it, it can go over the total if that's the case. Yeah. I know the Rams will struggle scoring points, but uh, I, I think the total is where it should be. Uh, I think that 46 and a half is, is a good number. And uh, I, I really have really no opinion. I also, too, you got to keep an eye on the weather here. Uh, we, we should be getting a storm system again early next week. So uh, keep an eye on the weather in this game. All right, uh, let's uh, mark that one down as done. If you're listening to us, you want to be sure to write these picks down, unless you're driving, of course. Uh, but we will recap them at the end of the show for you if you've missed any of them. All right, let's move along, shall we? Uh, let's do some college basketball. We're talking Arizona State 2-1, uh, 2-1 two and one, two and one against the spread against St. John's. The Red Storm. Four and one, three and two against the spread. And right now, it does look like the red storm is rising. Uh, Arizona, though, had an opening day loss to Colorado, but they've made it two in a row uh, since their most recent. Uh, most recently, they tonked uh, that powerhouse rider, ninety-two to fifty-five. Absolute spankings. Pulled their pants down and spanked their naughty bodies. St. John's, on the other hand, they are perfect, other than a close sixty-eight to seventy loss to Vermont. They're currently the seventh best rebounding team in college basketball, although, as was pointed out to me on numerous occasions today, it is still early in the season. I get it. The total under in eight of Arizona State's last 12, and St. John's is four and one straight up in the last five. Uh, I've got Arizona minus one and a half with a total of 157. Uh, roar, Tigre, roar. All right, I'm going to go with Arizona State here at minus one and a half. This game will be in a neutral court in Mohegan Sun in. Unicastle, Connecticut. Sun uh -oh, Devils hold only on. lost, as you said, to Nick. Hold on. Okay. That's, we've got to look at these numbers again. If it's at a casino, doesn't that sort of change things? Well, uh, it does, they, don't, they don't take sports betting in Connecticut. No, no, no but they could be playing roulette be. or, you know, or slots with the, with the kids before the game. Could be bad. Well, you know, listen, they play a lot of these tournaments in Vegas, too. So it hasn't been anything that's come up yet. Uh, although, uh, you know, who knows? You just, you just never know in this situation. Listen, they play the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas anyway. So yeah. they've been around. They've been around casinos and stuff. And uh, I, I don't think I, anything to worry just about here. But, you know, the fun. Sun Devils. I got gotcha. you. The Sun Devils lone loss, as you said, uh, Nick, came to Colorado. That game was played in China. Uh, but one thing about the Buffaloes, they're one of the favorites to win the Pac-12 because they have all five of their starters returning from a season ago. So I won't give, I'll, I'll, I'll give Sun Devils here a pass on this one. But. You know, Sun Devils head coach Bobby Hurley, not afraid to take on the big boys in those non-conference. I mean, last year they, they picked up wins in the non-conference against Kansas and Mississippi State, which helped them get in as an enlarged team in the tournament last year. As they beat, this, they beat St. John's in the first four last year, 74-65. to They are going to return three starters back from last season. Their bench rotational players are inserted in the starting role. But with St. John's, is a coaching change. We're going from Chris Mullen to Mike Anderson. Well, he's known as running that 40 minutes of hell, which is a really a fast pace. Both teams are fast paced. They both average 84 points a game. But again, with St. John's, it's a, it's a program in transition, bringing in players to play his system. Arizona State 
has played Hurley system since 2015. So they're more seasoned there. When you look at their numbers, they're not turning over the basketball. They are doing a good job of forcing turnovers defensively. But transitioning into a fast-paced system, you'll have your, you're going to have your issues here with ball security. They're not shooting their threes very well, not shooting twos very well. Is, are these uh, St. John's Red Storm? And I think Mike Davis is a good hire for the team, but it's going to take time to perfect this system. It's a, a radical change for the Red Storm. They do have that loss of Vermont and American East School, but I think uh, the Colorado team, the Arizona State lost to, was a better opponent than Vermont. And uh, I would prefer here with the experience playing in, in Hurley's system with Arizona State here because they are limiting turnovers playing fast versus St. John's, who's just learning this new system. So you're going to take the points at minus one and a half, right? I'm taking laying the one and a half with Arizona State. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, all right, uh, let's move along. Let's do some NBA. We're talking about the Lakers at the Grizzles. The Shizzle Grizzles, Lakers at Memphis. Lakers 12-2, and 9-5 against the spread. They're playing Oklahoma City tonight. They beat them 112-107 a couple of nights ago. It's a, it's a non-sequential doubleheader, I suppose, is the way to look at it, right? Uh, uh, the Lakers are on a five-game winning streak. The Grizzlies, 5-9, five 5-9 and nine, five and nine against the spread. Uh, their last outing was a 95-114 loss to the Golden State. Look, the Grizzlies haven't kept an opponent under 100 points all season. Uh, this, the points on this one, Lakers minus 8. Total, 2-2-2, two, 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 which is like 6-6-6, six, 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 but not really. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to go ahead and go over the total of 222. As you said, the Lakers will be on a back-to-back as they're play, playing Oklahoma City on Friday night. But you know one thing to note with LA, you got to really look at the home road splits. And when you look at the Lakers' road splits, they don't defend as well on the road. They're giving up 109 points, over 45% shooting, and 38% from the three-point line. Now, the Grizzlies... They shoot the ball well on their home court at 47%, but, man, they are just a bad defensive team. Give them 47% from the field at home, 119 points. They sit near the bottom of the league in defensive history ratings, giving up nearly 113 points per 100 possessions, and there's going to be a lot of possessions in this game, Nick, because the Grizzlies play at the seventh fastest pace in the league. Seventh fastest pace in the league. Really? They do play very fast. Yep, they play yep. a very fast a game. And one thing to note here, they may have the, the, they'll have better energy in this game because they last, they're going to have three days of rest for this game where the Lakers are going to be in a back-to-back. Was -back. Uh, well, it really a back-to-back? -back? Oh, yeah, because they're Lakers. playing Oklahoma tonight. Right, of course, yeah. Right, of course. I yeah, just mentioned it's going to be back-to-back. -back. I, think, I, think, yeah, I think the Grizzlies will have a little bit more energy and be able to force the pace. And, of course, a lot of times in these back-to-back -back spots, the coach wants to run, especially when you're, when you're a home team with rest facing a traveling team on a back-to-back they're older than this young Grizzlies team. You know, Grizzlies, two of their three highest volume shooters are 20-year-olds. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's why they don't defend. They're, their bodies just haven't been developed yet to play, the, a defensive, to play defense in the league. So when you have uh, guys like Jay Morant shooting, you know, the highest volume shooter there, you're not going to defend as well. And that's why I think the Lakers will find it easy scoring inside on this Grizzlies team and also being able to score uh, on in transition baskets because you're going to have a lot of 20-year-old shooting, of course, and they really don't know the NBA transition yet. These players are just much more skilled and experienced than these Grizzlies defenders, and I do believe here we'll see a fast pace and we'll see this game going over total. So it's going to go over the 222. So um, you still like Lakers minus eight, though, over the 222? No. You don't I'm like the minus eight? I'm staying away from LA. I'm staying, staying away from minus, I don't yeah. want the minus eight. No. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to lay the points. I'd rather just play it over in the game because, uh, you know, it's just a back-to-back -back spot. And the yeah, Lakers' no, defense, you. not as good on the road. Not as good on the road. All right, uh, Tony T, tell us about what we can find of your offerings at picksandparlays.net. What's up there today? 
All right, you'll be able to find I've got uh, the Mountain West Conference game between Wyoming and Colorado State up there. I also have an NBA against a spread winner for you over at picksandparleys.net. And I also have my best bet winner from college football up early for Saturday over at picksandparleys.net. All right, now's a great time to remind our listeners and viewers that we do have a special 15% off at picksandparleys.net. If you want to pick up Tony's picks, 15% off, use promo code SCORE and give yourself the betting intelligence. Give yourself that edge that you need to make better informed bets, which will, trust me, guaranteed to increase your bankroll. All right, Tony T, thank you so much. Coming up, our patented, much-anticipated, and world-famous NFL rapid-fire right here on Picks and Parlays. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. You've been waiting for it. I promised it. I like to deliver what I promise. It's time for our NFL Rapid Fire, world-famous NFL Rapid Fire. I'm joined by our expert handicappers, El Huapo himself, Craig Trapp, and Sean Higgy-Smalls, Higgs, to do some NFL. Guys, welcome. How we doing? Well, I don't know where. There's Higgy right there. Welcome back. Welcome back to the land of the living. All right. We, <laughs> we have... <laughs> Guys, we've got a lot of games to get to in the NFL, and so uh, shall we get to them? Are you ready, Mr. Trapp? I think we're going to go with you first. Let's talk Miami, 2-8, and 5-5 five and five against the spread, playing Cleveland, 4-6, and 3-6-1 six, six and one against the spread. Miami's climb from the gutter ended in a loss to the, uh, in, in a loss to the Bills last week. Uh, can Cleveland pick up the pieces after Miles Garrett assault on Mason Rudolph last week? That's the question. Gentlemen, I put it to you. Let's start with you. Huapo, fire away. Yeah, the Dolphins have been point spread darlings here the last uh, few weeks, so I like them to continue. Uh, a Browns team that is just not very good. One and three against the spread at home. That one win was this uh, the Miles Garrett uh, uh, assault game. Uh, Miami Dolphins, though, I think uh, get back against the spread here. We'll take the ten and a half. I like that extra half uh, half point on the hook. So make sure you shop that around. They're also three and one against the spread on the road. So let's take the Dolphins plus ten and a half. All right, uh, Higgy Smalls. I'm I'm gonna go against the man in the new sweatshirt over there. Great, great sweatshirt. I love it. Uh, I'm I like Cleveland here. Listen, the, the, this is turning into like one of those public dogs. The line was at 12, 12 and a half when it opened, and now firing down. I get it. Cleveland is a dumpster fire. They're you know all the hype of them were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders, and here they are with uh, four wins. But this is a team they should beat. Uh, Miami, yes, they've been covering a lot of games, but I don't know. This spot here, I'm thinking we're finally going to see a, a a Browns team. Maybe they rally around what happened with Garrett. He's out there, and they say, you know what? We have the offensive firepower here. Let's do something. So I'm thinking they're going to have a little spark today. So I'm going to lay the big number here. I know it's definitely not a popular pick, but I'm taking the Browns. All right. Uh, okay, let's move along, shall we? Carolina Saints. Carolina five and five, five and five against the spread. Uh, we got the Saints eight and two, seven and three against the spread. Carolina coming off a twenty-nine to three loss uh, to the Falcons. Kyle Allen struggling though. Three touchdowns, nine interceptions in the last four. The Saints coming off a win against Tampa Bay. I got New Orleans minus nine and a half. Uh, let's start with. Uh, we started with Craig last time. Let's uh, mix it up a little bit. Higgy Smalls. All right. Yeah, you know, the Saints here, I'm liking it. I'm going to lay the number here with New Orleans. Let's go, New Orleans. Listen, the defense is good. You got a rookie quarterback coming on the road here. 
four interceptions last week against Atlanta, who had done nothing defensively. But uh, Saints at home, give me Peyton. Give me uh, Breeze, Carolina. Listen, Cam Newton, Arizona, over, but we're going to go here. New Orleans Saints, lay the big number. You're going to lay the big number on New Orleans. All right, um, El Huapo, what say you? I think New Orleans is clearly the better team here. The Panthers last week, I think you started to see um, why, you know, Cam Newton is solely missed there. Every once in a while, you just need a player that can go get you a first down. It's kind of like in basketball and the NBA where you can throw it to your superstar at the end of the game. Um, That's what the Panthers don't have here. I I love McCaffrey, and he's had a great year, but I think the load's been too much for him. I think the Saints cover again. They're 7-3 against the spread on the year. A lot of those, of course, when Drew Brees was gone. But Drew Brees last night looked back to him, uh, or last week looked back to himself. I like the Saints here with the big number. Lay it minus 10 here. Uh, Interestingly enough, I'm looking, the Saints have held four of 10 opponents under 200 yards passing. Uh, You think uh, Kyle Allen's going to manage to find his way through that? Well, Kyle Allen's, the problem with uh, this Panthers team is they can't pass the ball consistently. It was actually the same problem when they had, of course, Cam Newton, but it's even worse uh, right now. All right, uh, let's move on. Next game, uh, Seattle, eight and two against the uh, eight and two, five and five against the spread versus uh, Philadelphia, five and five. Uh, they are five, they are four and six against the spread. Seattle, a pretty mediocre defense. Uh, they did beat the 49ers 27-24 last outing, and they are on a three-game winning streak. The Eagles lost ten to seventeen to the Patriots. Uh, now six and two straight up at home. I got Philly minus two. Let's start with uh, Huapo. I, this is my NFL game of the week. I really like this one. Make sure you get it over at picksandparlays.net and start winning this weekend. Ah, got to go to the site. Use promo code SCORE right now if you want to do that. If you want to hear what, uh, if you want to see what Craig's pick is for this one, go to picksandparlays.net. Use promo code SCORE. 15% off on the site right now. Don't be a numpty. Get over there. Make it happen. All right, Higgy Smalls, <laughs> Seattle, Philly. Make it happen for us. I got to tell you, I'm liking Philly here. I actually just used them in some of those Vegas uh, football contests. I used them as a pick here. Perception is everybody's down on Philly. They didn't look that good. You know, everybody's down on Wentz and the the defense, offense, injuries, all this and that. Everybody loves Russell Wilson and the way he's been flinging a ball, MVP consideration. I'm not buying it. Again, we got a public dog here. Everybody's jumping on Seattle. Lines come down from three. Eagles, get it done. Let's go Philly. You are not convinced, are you, Mr. Smalls? Not convinced. Now, uh, no. listen, well, Russell Wilson's great, and he's putting up good numbers, but the defense is suspect. That's why he's putting up the number he's putting it up, because he's got to put up 30 points because the defense isn't stopping anybody. Well, yeah. Eagles are desperate right now. They're desperate. Did I, did desperate I not say at the outset that it was a mediocre defense? Or is that being just too generous, do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of the worst ones. They give up a ton of points all the time. That's why he's putting up these numbers. I'm not taking away anything from Russell Wilson because yeah. he's delivering. But hold, Lily, Philly's desperate. They need to win in a bad way. All bad right. way. So. Okay, let's move along. We've still got a lot of games to get to. Detroit, 3-6-1, and 4-6 against the spread against Washington, 1-9, and 3-7 against the spread. Detroit, uh, the question here for me is, is uh, Matthew Stafford going to play? I think uh, they lost to Dallas in the last outing. And Washington, uh, well, it's all about a rookie quarterback named Dwayne Haskins. I think we got Detroit, minus 3 and a half. Um, who wants to go next? First one to say me gets it. I'll Let's go on this. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Mr. look at Fire. that. You're gentlemen. You're giving it to each other. That's, <laughs> that's lame. Okay. I'm going to choose then. Uh, Higgy Smalls, you're up next. <laughs> yes. So I can't trust 
if if it's Stafford playing, it's one thing. If we got Driscoll in there, I, I listen. Great, Marvin Jones having a great year, catch a lot of touchdowns. But I'm not buying Lions laying points on the road. I, Redskins are bad, bad team, yes. But three and a half at home, more than a field goal. I don't know. Haskins had some nice throws. Didn't produce anything, you know. But he, I, I'm I'm not as down on him as everybody else is. I'm going to go Redskins here, home dog. You know, I just don't think Lions should be favored like this. This is a, you know, Stafford's playing is one thing. Uh, you know, what's, what, he's playing. What's it? Seven? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not buying Lions as a, a home, as a road favorite, uh, even though they've been competitive. Give me the Redskins as a home dog here with the untested, troublesome rookie quarterback. I'm I'm buying. Let's go, Ohio State alum. Well, you know what? Um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that, right? Ohio State. By the way, um, I go with the math. One and nine equals bad team. That's the equation. The way I see yeah. it. All right. Uh, next up, Mr. Trap. I, I, this one, I, this is a yuck game of the week. There's always one every week. Usually it involves my hometown Bengals. This, this week it involves the Lions and the Redskins. Lions take the minus three and a half here. Redskins, just not very good. Three and seven against the spread as well. Um, Haskins, I, was, I thought his last year at Ohio State, he had an unbelievable year. I just don't think he's ready. He only had one year as a really proven starter at Ohio State. I think that's showing now. I like the Lions here, minus three and a half. They actually, remember, were up on Dallas a lot of that game last week. So I like this Lions team in a bounce back spot on the road. All right, next up, Jacksonville, four and six, five and five against the spread against the Titans, five and five and five and five against the spread. That makes it easy for us. Uh, Jags, they got to work out how to stop the run. Uh, they need a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. So a little bit of desperation time. The Titans hoping to repeat the success, the success they had last time out against the Chiefs. I got Titans minus three. Oh, Huapo, let's go with you. Well, remember when they faced uh, each other early in the year in Jacksonville, Jacksonville won 20 to seven. I just don't think that much has changed. I think Jacksonville is a, a slightly better team here. Uh, I'm going to take the three and a half points with the hook. I do see some threes out there, so uh, shop this around. Obviously, big advantage if you can get that extra hook here. Let's take the Jaguars plus three and a half here. All right. Uh, does Marcus Mariota have an NFL career left, by the way? That's a question no. for you. No. No. Uh, Higgy? Maybe. Maybe in Chicago or with Cincinnati or with uh, oh, the Redskins. Not in, not in Tennessee. Oh. It's, the, it's the Tannehill show, baby. It's Give me the Tennessee. Tannehill show. Yes, it is. All right. Yes. Listen, All right. They're, well, they're playing good with the guy. Let's go Tennessee three and a half. They're trying to get me with that hook. No way. I said Tennessee by 10 here. Great defense. Listen, I like Foles. I like the Jaguars. I thought they'd be good this year. The guy's a proven winner. But what's it? It's week 12, and he's basically learning a new team. The guy played a quarter. He's got a game under his belt. Not ideal situation going on the road. Tennessee, tough defense. Bring their lunchbox to work. These guys do nothing sexy. They just beat you up on both sides of the ball. That's what I do here. Wear down the Jags. The Jags are, they need some new direction over there. I don't know what's happening. Another lost year for them. Give me Tennessee, three and a half, no problem. Ten-point right. winner. You don't think the Jags playoff hopes is going to be enough to motivate this team to put in that winning performance. All right, let's, uh, uh, fair enough. Okay, let's move along. Dallas, six and four, six and four against the spread against the Patriots, nine and one, seven and three against the spread. Cowboys coming off a big win against the Lions. The Patriots, look, I'm going to say it. So shoot me now if you hate me, if you're a Patriots fan. His sell-by date is expired, okay? You are seeing the slow rotting of a man, Tom Brady. Uh, it's happening in front of you. Uh, at least that's my opinion. They should still win this game, though. We have them favored. 
minus six and what a an half. elitist i'm an elitist pig i know what can i say and i know there are more than four people in alabama people i really do there's six people in alabama okay mr trap you're up next yeah give they me all the have patriots. the same last name give, give me give me the patriots i like the six and a half here uh hopefully it doesn't go all the way to seven uh, i just think this cowboys team you know look who they beat they really haven't beat anybody their schedule's been pretty easy the patriots maybe you could say the same thing about the patriots but I just think this Patriots team, they find ways to win. This defense, elite, 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 elite. It doesn't matter if Tom Brady um, just isn't quite what he was. It doesn't matter. He just doesn't turn the ball over. I think the Patriots win the turnover battle. That's the key. They win and cover. Lay the minus six and a half here with New England. Maybe Tom Brady should get our promo code for the little blue pill, make him what he once was. All right, uh, Higgy Smalls. <laughs> you know what? I got a top best bet on this game, so you got to go to the site to get it. And, uh, hey, if you're in Atlantic City Sunday, you can watch a game with me, and they can get a sweet shirt like this or a hat or a sweatshirt like Greg. I got it all for you on Sunday. In all right. Person. Go visit Higgy Smalls. Well, in Atlantic City, AC, which, which, uh, which yes. book you at? I'll be at Bally's at the book at Bally's Wild Bally's West. at the book it's in big, Atlantic City. It's the biggest sports book in AC. It's great. All right. Yes, I, I, I know it well. All right. Uh, let's move on. One final game. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, 8-2, 7-3 against the spread against the 49ers. They're now 9-1, 5-4-1 against the spread. The Packers can take control of the NFC West. Uh, great timing, though, because the 49ers, they've looked a little bit off the last couple of weeks. Although the points here, I think we have Niners minus three. Mm, let's go with uh, El Huapo. Yeah, this one comes down to, do you believe how good this San Francisco team was at the beginning of the year when they were able to, to rely on a very good running attack? Or do you like the last two weeks when they've not looked great? Remember last week, they did get that cover late. If you had it at uh, nine and a half, a lot of people got a push. If you call that a push, they're one, three, and one against the spread in the last five weeks. Packers, seven and three overall against the spread. If you cross out that game where they just, I don't know what happened against the Chargers. If you cross that game out, Packers have been really good as of late. Let's take the Packers. I think they went out right. Let's take the three points just in case. Here. All right. Uh, we have got 30 seconds. Uh, let's have it. Higgy Smalls. I'm agreeing with the boss man here. Packers, listen, bad showing last time in California. Niners banged up running backs, banged up offensive line, injuries. You know, quietly, Aaron Rodgers, 17 touchdowns, just two interceptions, doing what he does best. Doggy outright here. Doggy outright. All right, you got it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. You've been watching and listening to our NFL Rapid Fire. If you've missed any of it, find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or on the Believe Podcast Network. Coming up. A recap of everything you've heard today. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber. We've had a great show today. They're all great, quite frankly. But today was just that little bit greater than usual. We had Chip Cherimbus. We're talking some college football. We had Tony Tellez. We did a little bit of everything. And then we had our NFL rapid fire segment this Albanian Alphabet Day. Maybe we should mark this one down in the calendar and celebrate it every year. Well, look, if you missed any of the picks that we gave you during the show, this is a great time for you to grab a quick pen and, well, not to quickly grab a pen and paper because we're going to recap them for you. So let's take a look. We started off with Chicken Dinner himself, Chick Chirimbus. We did some college football. We had Texas at Baylor. We said take the under 58 and a half. Uh, Duke at Wake Forest. Take Duke plus seven and a half. And Memphis at South Florida. Take South Florida plus 14 and a half. Then LT Gray was roaring. 
We gave you some NBA, some NFL, and some uh, college basketball. We started off, though, with Monday Night Football, Ravens at Rams. We said take the Ravens minus three. For college basketball, Arizona State at St. John's, take Arizona State minus one and a half. And our NBA pick from Tony was Lakers at Grizzles, take the over 222. And then our NFL rapid-fire pick, where we gave you more NFL games this weekend than you will know what to do with. Uh, El Huapo himself, Craig Trapp. Dolphins at Browns, take the Dolphins plus 10.5. Seahawks at Eagles, uh, take the Seahawks plus 1. Jags at Titans, take Jags plus 3.5. And, and Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs, Dolphins at Browns, take the Browns minus 10.5. Lions at Redskins, take the Redskins plus 3.5. And, and finally, the Packers at 49ers, we said take the Packers plus 3. Those were our picks. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, go to our website, picksandparlays.net. Right now, special offer, 15% off everything in your shopping cart. Put in promo code SCORE. Have a wonderful weekend. May your fun be epic and your bets win big. And most importantly, remember to bet, win, repeat. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.